You're killing me with all this Steely Dan. <laughs> oh, the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. You know, I got a. Uh, I was out yesterday. I ran into someone. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Bee Gees, my dad. My my dad was a big concert goer. He loved the Bee Gees. I mean, he he owns just about everything they ever put out, including some of the what do they call them? The box sets, you know, live performances and things like that. And yesterday I was downtown transacting some business and I, I ran into someone who said that they were so sorry uh, about my dad uh, passing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone says, hmm, 300K, maybe someone should uh, look into that. Yeah, don't worry. We will be. Um, <laughs> um but they they had the uh, a really uh, probably one of the best compliments that they had uh, uh, my dad has been paid and it, uh, it it's one we've heard in various forms but I haven't heard it put quite this way and she said he is the only junior high school teacher that sh- whose name she actually remembers and she's not that old you know my age give or take. And she said that, uh, you know, he was great. Everybody loved him. I said, okay, that, that, tell me why. She said, you know, it was strange. He did. He treated us with respect, which when you're that age, when you're in junior high school, means a big, that's a big deal. He said, you know, he didn't, he didn't talk down to us. He didn't treat us like we were idiots. You know, he treated us like human beings. He was respectful. And, uh, you know, he was just a lot of fun in the class. He liked to joke around a lot. I said, really? <laughs> I didn't see that side of dad. You're too busy practicing the disciplinary tactics on me, which some of you think failed, I know. But uh, so it was a, a really nice, and that just came to mind because the, uh, the Bee Gees were one of my dad's, you know, one of my dad's favorites. So you could keep playing the Bee Gees. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the uh, back on the city campaign stuff here for the next uh, few minutes. We'll, we'll continue with this. So I think one of the uh, one of the the stories of this race is actually what I would in politics call the undercard. Uh, people tend to focus on the um, you know the marquee race, right? The the uh, the mayor's race. That that that's the big enchilada in 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 the city. But when you go ward to ward, especially in the primary, right, um, don't think the primary is going to be all that hot in, say, ward one. But we're going to get a feel for whether or not uh, Chris, Christopher Stewart can uh, really mount a challenge against Kevin Kavanaugh. If he looks like he's going to be able to mount a challenge against Kevin Kavanaugh, that's actually good for Ted Gatzis because Ted Gatzis needs a stronger turnout than he got last time in Ward 1. And one of the ways to do that, see, of someone who's coming out to vote for Chris Stewart is likely to be coming out to vote for Ted Gatzis. Okay, in Ward 2, it's going to be really interesting to see who comes out of the Ward 2 primary. If it's Paul Martineau, uh, you know, Paul Martineau is, you know, without question going to be a taxpayer favorite. Many think the same of Bobby O'Sullivan. I don't know Bob O'Sullivan, but I remember his time on the school board, and I remember he was one of two people who switched their vote uh, from opposed to in favor of the uh, disastrous 2009 contract extension that led to the 
uh, you know, 80 layoffs in 2012. It was unsustainable. And, uh, you know, I was writing for the Manchester Express at the time, and I ultimately, you know, I, I called him to task for that because really at the end of the day, and my never-to-be-humble opinion is your ever-humble host, um, it was to try to placate the teachers' union, which, of course, was going to throw its support no matter what O'Sullivan did behind Ludwig, and they did. And O'Sullivan lost a very hot, hot you know, hard-fought, hotly contested, narrow race. But if taxpayer uh, advocates are on the ballot in Ward 2, whether it's Martineau and or uh, O'Sullivan, that that is going to draw more of a of a crowd to um, the Gatz's camp. By the way, the other school board member who flipped their vote back in 2009 was none other than Joyce Craig. So Craig and O'Sullivan flipped their votes. It went from one 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 vote against to one vote in favor uh, because they flipped their votes. Uh, word three, the the Baines um, long race is a big race. Pat Long, chairman of the board, uh, long-term alderman. You know, Pat and I uh, agree on many things. We disagree on others. Uh, but you can't argue that he puts in the time uh, and, uh, you know, is I think has been a good alderman. But Tim Baines, you know, Baines being a, a sort of a heavyweight political name here in the city, uh, downtown resident, downtown uh, restaurant owner, uh, probably going to capitalize on a, a couple of uh, critical mistakes I think Patrick has made, uh, especially when it comes to closing down streets and, you know, taking the word of one restaurant owner when that word probably shouldn't have been taken. Uh, I don't know what the dividing line is going to be there. And Ward 4, you know, Steve Matthew on the ballot uh, in <laughs> in the primary, a vote for Matthews, a vote for Gatsis. I think uh, Christopher Herbert is an albatross and he's on his way out. Um, and, and so that could hurt, hurt Joyce Craig because she's never come out and disavowed his statements about toss grandmama out of her house with a government program. Don't give her an exemption so she can stay there and don't keep the taxes reasonable. So she has to worry about it. Uh, ward six, the yeah, award six is going to be, uh, hot. It's got a primary for alderman and for school board. We'll, we'll know an awful lot in ward six. My bet is that Elizabeth Ann Moreau gets it done. I've heard that Ryan Van Orden is just simply now on the ballot. Um, He hasn't campaigned. I've been in Ward 6 on multiple occasions. I haven't seen any evidence of any effort on his behalf. Um, And the other guy, McCone, he's a Democrat. So look for, and uh, there is evidence that he's been working. How much, I don't know. I've seen some signs in some of the neighborhoods that I've been in, but Signs don't vote. If they did, I would have been mayor 16 years ago. So you got, uh, so expect a McCone versus Moreau face-off. And my bet is Moreau wins the special election to serve out the balance of the term that exists, uh, the, uh, the, the vacancy crea- uh, because of the vacancy created by the resignation of uh, Alderman Pappas. So, um, you know, and, and Moreau is working. Moreau is working uh, in in Ward. Uh, let me see. I'm I'm trying to think uh, think out loud. <laughs> uh, you know, in Ward Eight, there's a Republican primary for state rep, which I know sounds interesting, but uh, it's hard to see where that one's going to fall because one of the state rep candidates is a is a firefighter. 
And it all depends on whether or not they're going to vote on fire. They're going to vote on union issues or they're going to vote on Republican issues. You know, those coming out to vote on the union issues are probably going to accrue to Joyce Craig's benefit in the in the primary for mayor. If they're voting on Republican issues, it's probably going to help the mayor. And then in Ward 12, of course, there's a primary uh, for school board. I would I would consider that one to be somewhat lackluster. <clears throat> you know, um, Kellyanne Thomas, who will be our guest later this morning in the show, um, uh, does seem to be p- putting forth an effort to campaign. She's in a wheelchair, so it's hard for her to go door to door. We'll find out what she's doing to reach people other than coming, you know, coming on to our, you know, our show to address our large and loyal listening audience. And then Carlos Gonzalez is a well-known name in the ward, been elected state rep there multiple occasions. Uh, the question, uh, but he doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot. So the question for anyone coming out to vote for Thomas or, or, or Gonzalez uh, are going to be a vote for Gatsis. And so I actually think that it's possible, if not to be expected, that Ted Gatsis may not finish first in the primary. And there will be people who are worried about that, and they should be worried about that, because perception is a big deal when it comes to the way this election cycle works. You know, if, if it had been partisan, I would have defeated Joe Lavaster by almost two to one in a Republican primary, and I would have been seen as a formidable challenger. As it was, my vote plus Joe's vote equaled 50% of the vote, but Baines was 18 or 19 points ahead of me after the primary, and I was viewed as a weaker challenge, a weakened challenger. Right? So perception means a lot. When Ray Wazorek won the primary back uh, in 1999, he only got 35% of the vote. So the mantra was, well, two out of three, every three people who showed up to vote voted against Wazorek. Well, that's that's true. The problem is when you did the when you did the breakdown of the numbers, you'll find out that. Almost two out of three of the people who turned out to vote were Democrats who were primary voters who were never going to vote for Wazoric. You know, it used to be in the partisan system. And I remember this back in 1991 because I ran Wazoric's campaign. You know, John McDonough, God rest his soul, he later became a supporter of mine, uh, you know, put up a uh, an ad on the obituary page because John only advertised on the obituary page, don't you know? Was or uh, McDonough thrashes Wazoric in Queen City primary. John got like over seven thousand votes in the primary to Wazoric's twenty seven hundred. Because that's you know the nature of primaries, right? The party faithful go out. Well, the party faithful on the Democratic side has always been much bigger than the party faithful on the Republican side in this city, especially in city elections. Well, Wazoric went on to win that election uh, uh, twelve thousand to eight thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and that can still happen today. So when people are trying to assess the mayor's race, both in the primary and in the general, they have to take a look at the undercard. They have to take a look at the races for school board and the races for aldermen because the poll power of the candidates uh, and those lower uh, down ballot races are going to have an effect. Just like uh, it's a symbiotic relationship, but they are going to have an effect on the uh, top of the ticket and the more competitive the down ballot races are for the republicans and the conservatives and the taxpayer aligned folks the better it's going to be across the board this is gerard at large 